This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, Paul, the Bowtie Guy, and I'm here joined by my lovely wife, listener Bev from California today, and uh, we're going to talk about Step 11. Say hi to the folks. Hi, everybody. And uh, if I haven't had this opportunity, Happy New Year to all of you listeners out there. Yeah, this is uh, this is show 147. And uh, today is February 2nd. If everything goes as planned, that's when we're trying to release this thing. Uh, so um, we got one more show after this in our walk through the steps. And then we'll be back to regular shows after that. And regular is going to be, you know, air quotes. But uh, I just really appreciate everybody for listening and i hope that you've gotten something out of this um this podcast series i know i certainly have uh so thanks for being here uh if you are here that means that you're listening and uh, hopefully if you haven't turned me off yet that means that you're enjoying so if you enjoy listening and you know other people who would enjoy listening please share the show with them and just ask them to listen to the show you could do that by going on social media uh and we're on social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on Instagram. We're on um, what's that other MySpace. Reddit. We're on Reddit. Yeah, so go find us on social media and join the party with that. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, just get a link to the show from whatever podcatcher you're listening to and put that up there. Please, as you listen to the show, consider giving us a rating and a review because that helps new people to find the show, and it's always nice to get new listeners. So we count on you to help us do that marketing for us. Uh, the best testimonial for something is a testimonial. The best way to get someone to buy something is to see a satisfied customer. So if you're a satisfied customer, please let people know by telling them uh, about your experience by giving us a rating and a review on those podcatchers. We are also 100% listener supported here at the Mess It Up podcast. All of our funding comes directly from the listeners. So uh, the way that that happens is through a platform called Patreon. And you can become one of our patrons by going to messituppodcast.com and for as little as $1 a month, you can financially support the show. And they'll take all your information, they handle everything and they send the money along to us. And that really does help uh, a lot. And you might say, well, what does $1 help? Well, $1 is, is $1. But imagine if 100 of you decided to give $1, that would be $100 a month. And if 200 or 300 or 1,000, uh, people, it would almost be like I had a part-time minimum wage job. Uh, so uh, we really appreciate all of you. Whatever you do, it's awesome, and we really appreciate it. You can see the different gift levels there uh, when you go to our Patreon page, and you get a little bit of swag as well. So thanks for being part of the Patreon revolution and uh, helping to support our show. And I think that's about all I've got for the. Uh, the upfront stuff. Is there anything that I left out, Bev? I don't think so. Yeah, Bev is probably one of my most devoted listeners, and it's really humbling. And you say, "Well, she's your wife; she has to." She doesn't no, have to. Uh, no. She she can choose to listen to whatever she wants to and spend her time the way she wants. And it's really exciting to me when I hear her listening. Like, who's that guy talking in my bathroom? Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Bev, and hi, Paul, if you're listening. <laughs> I had to have a sip of coffee there. Um, so today, Bev, we're talking about step 11. And you have that pulled up for us there, I think. Can, I do. Can you read that for us? I do. Um, step 11 says, 
We sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and power to carry that out. Wow. And that's awesome. And I did realize there was one thing I forgot. Word of the week. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. The big wow, as yes. I called it when I first uh, came up with the uh, the idea when we were brainstorming the show. Our word of the week this week is a word that I like to use. It's besmirch. And to besmirch, uh, it says here, it's to damage the reputation of someone or something in the opinion of others. So basically slinging mud. And uh, as we're filming this today, it's Inauguration Day in America. And we've heard a lot of besmirchment over the last few months and so hopefully this is the retirement of besmirchment. I know that that's a pipe dream, but it's important to have a dream. So insofar as we can do it, let's try not to besmirch anyone. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. All right. So uh, read us that definition one more time and we'll get back to what we're doing. All right. We sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God praying only for knowledge of his will for us and power to carry that out. And then that goes with a, a verse. They, all the Celebrate Recovery steps have a verse that accompanies them. And this one is Colossians 3, 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And I, I love the, the, the verbs and the adjectives in this sentence, in, in this step and in this Bible verse, because I love the idea that we sought we were looking for it. We didn't happen upon it. It's not, you know, a blind squirrel finding a nut. We did this on purpose. This is what we're looking for. And so if what I'm looking for is to improve my conscious contact with God, that's what I'm looking for. This is not a time to have a squirrel run across your path and distract you. If you're looking for conscious contact with God and that's what you're seeking, then just do that. Don't get conscious contact with your friends or with your family or whatever. I mean, that can bring us closer to God. I know that my friends and my family definitely enhance my relationship with God. But the main thing I need to do is I need to seek God and let that enhance my relationship with my friends, with my family, with the people who are around me. I want people to know, I want them to sense something different about me. You know, I, I don't I don't want them to think, well, that's just another guy walking down the street. I want them to say, hey, that guy's got something different going on and, and have him find out that it's Christ. So this is one of the wordiest, might be the wordiest step that we have. Let me just kind of blow through these here. Yeah, uh, in terms of the number of letters, this one takes up the most space on the page when I'm looking at it. There's a lot to it. You know, we sought this conscious contact and it tells us how to do it, prayer and meditation. Now, I've heard it said in the past, uh, when we were filming one time, I heard my wife say prayer and medication, uh, which was a great blooper. Thank you for our, our ratting things. me out on yeah, that. It yeah, was, it was super fun. Uh, but prayer and meditation, which of these is your more natural go-to, Bev? Prayer or meditation? Absolutely prayer. Why is that? Prayer. Um, because I'm a person that wants to do things quickly and meditation sort of speaks to me about spending lots of time. Mm. <laughs> and I know that by saying that, that makes it sound like I'm making prayer trite or rushed. But meditation, um, just, I don't know, meditation is more intentional, I think, maybe. It might cost me a little more because um, I have to put everything else down to do that. Okay. Uh, I have to focus more. All I right. mean, you're asking honestly, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. the, the, you, you, I, I'm not the principal. 
you're not yeah, you're not right, in trouble right, here. Right, this right. is the this P-A-L, is a conversation. Not not yeah. yeah. This is a, a conversation here. Yeah. Um, for me, when I heard meditation, you know, I get that automatic thought of the yogi mm-hmm. with the fingers and mm-hmm. the mm and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And honestly, it wasn't until I started doing yoga for the first time many, many years ago. And, and that, please, don't interpret that as Paul's been doing yoga for years and he's really good. No, I did it the first time many, many years ago. And then I stopped for a long time. And I always <laughs> intend to get back into it because it really helps. But uh, when I did it, it... one time since then. Yeah, right. When I did it, mm-hmm. I found... I, I understood meditation so much more. And I've talked with Andrew. Every time we talk about music on the show with Andrew, we talk about that... You know, letting a song just marinate on us and and staying in that moment and just thinking about something and maybe, you know, just choosing a word or a thought or a phrase to just keep repeating over and over in my mind so that that's where my focus gets. Everything else just fades away and the, the noises and the hubbub and the bustle and it just tunnel vision comes in and I just, everything else disappears so that I can just focus then on on God and the good and and that's when God is able to speak to me the most because I'm going to cough here <clears throat> I I get distracted and God doesn't scream at me God's got that still quiet voice all the time with me uh, let me tell you what I was just thinking while you said that you asked me which one comes more naturally or my go-to but I just realized something too about myself and that is it is much easier for me to come to God and be requesting things, which sounds to me more like prayer in my mind, than to concentrate on Him, which seems like meditation to me. Yeah. And um, I'm not to say that when I pray in the morning, that's the last time I think about God. I do think about Him constantly throughout the day. But um, uh, it probably... Uh, meditation seems real hand in hand in my mind with worship. Like it just, it goes connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, it can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I see exactly where we're going with that. When people tell me that they don't know how to meditate or they can't meditate, they just, I can't find the focus and I, I can't do that. One of the questions I ask them is, have you ever resented anyone? You ever held a grudge? Mm-hmm. You ever been mad about something? Mm-hmm. You ever done your fourth step and written that list down? All those resentments, that was meditation. Yes. I was meditating on those people. When I plotted, I was meditating. When I was scheming, I was meditating. Mm-hmm. And meditation can be so many different things and take so many different forms. But what I try to do is I try to take that energy and that focus that laser beam focus clearing everything else away and just focusing on what i didn't like about this person Mm -hmm. that was meditation in a negative way what i need to do is flip that now to a positive meditation positive focus for christ Mm -hmm. and for my recovery Mm -hmm. i was thinking as you said that worry worry can also be meditation yes you know i know i was caught in that trap for many many years and still can be um, can I just say why it was that I volunteered to do this one? Sure. I, I chose step 11 
and there's a specific reason why, and it is in the second part of that step. Uh, there is an exclusive word in there, and that word is only. So praying only for knowledge of his will for us and power to carry that out. Now, the reason why I think that it's so incredible is because I can imagine that as a non-Christian or maybe even as a new Christian, you would think, all right, that's an exclusive word. And that means when I come to God, all I'm allowed to do is, you know, what's your will? What's your will? What's your will? I don't get to say anything about what I want, you know, how I feel when that is just absolutely not the way it works. Because I'm not sure if I'm making sense out of that, but the first time I read that step, I thought, okay, this means I'm not allowed to ask God for um, help at my work. I'm not allowed to ask God for a new car if I needed one. I'm not allowed to ask God to work out this illness that I'm walking through because it said I'm only allowed to ask him for his will. But when I boiled it down and thought about it, that is exactly what I'm doing when I'm, I should be doing when I come to the end of my request. I should be looking at that as, God, this is what I would love to do, but I'm going to put myself down and humble myself to say, that's what I want, but I will accept what is your will. Right. And I love that. And there's a difference here. This is not this is not a, an, an edict on how to pray. Right. This right. is step 11. When I'm right. doing step 11, what I'm doing is I am praying only for God's will Mm-hmm. And the power to, to, you know, for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry it out in my life, because that's that's the process in, in the recovery. And and there's times where, yeah, where I'm praying and I just need to just tell God how mad I am. Yes. And and that's not necessarily part of my step 11. Right. Um, and, and, and I every time I pray is not necessarily step 11. And every time I'm doing right. step 11 is not necessarily praying because of prayer there's meditation. Um, yeah, so that, that is a good distinction, but I, I like that it is, that that's what we're doing in this 11th step is we're mm-hmm. praying for that conscious contact and, and knowing God better. It's, it's like dating. When, when we went out, I remember wanting to know so many things and feeling bummed that I didn't get to grow up with you or, or, or know what you were like in elementary school or those things. And, and to know more about you, tell me about, you know, your sister, tell me about growing up. What was it like, you know, in Florida? What's, what's mm-hmm. Disney world? Like I've never been there, you know, these mm-hmm. things. And that's what I'm doing is I'm, I'm courting God. I'm getting to know God yes. better. And when I know him, I know his will. Listen, I know what you want for and from me at sure. this point, sure. because I've spent time doing it. That doesn't always mean I do it. It doesn't always mean I like it. You do a good job, though. But I know what it is in general, what it's, you know, what your thought process and desires are going to be. And you know that of me because we've spent that time doing it. And it's not, listen, when when I was getting to know you, that was not labor. (laughs) That was not work. That was pleasure. That was you know, this is all I want to do. Everything else was getting in the way of that. And that's the way it should be with God and me is everything else should just be getting in the way of me spending time with God. Uh, I, I shouldn't begrudge getting up to go to church or getting up to go to my celebrate recovery meeting or my step study or to check in 
with accountability partners or anything like that. I, I shouldn't, that shouldn't be a, uh, something that I dread or resent or try to avoid. It mm-hmm. should be something that I run to and, and, and just embrace. When you were um, signing on today, we were getting ready to sign on, I was reading this step, um, I realized that uh, to not do this with God would be kind of like saying I do to your husband or wife, to your spouse, and then never speaking to them again. It's like, I promise to be yours. Okay, well, let's just spend the rest of our lives silent. Right. Because this is an intentional and conscious effort and there's so much return on that and sadly i'm sure that everybody listening knows a couple that that has become their marriage where they sleep in separate rooms or live in separate houses and they stay married just in name only and we all see how sad that is like oh you're missing out on such a blessing to you know just be with the one that you love that means everything to you. Uh, this morning, I was awakened early by a phone call on my wife's phone. And it was like, oh, the phone's ringing. What's that? And it was her dad. And it was uh, an accidental dial. And, and we laughed about it. And it was just okay. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, that's my wife. That's my sweetie. It's not like, uh-huh. you know, some annoying salesperson or telling me, hey, you know, we're calling from the, you know, warranty department of your automobile and you know one of those it <laughs> yeah, was right. it was just oh i'm sorry I, I i didn't i pushed the wrong button i didn't mean to call you go ahead and go back to sleep and and we roll over and we laugh um, and that's the way it is with god you know it's just nothing should be a drudgery nothing everything should just be a fun story and and something to look forward to and something to look back fondly on you know, I, I go all the way back to maybe the very first Celebrate Recovery meeting that I went to. And when we got to the open share part of the meeting um, after the big group and we went around the circle, I was like panicking, thinking, what in the world am I going to say? Mm-hmm. And what when it By the finally, way, you're the only person who's ever done that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Know. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but by the time they came around to me, I remember blurting out like I couldn't hold it inside anymore. Um, I don't know what my issue is, but I'm here because I don't know myself anymore. Mm. I, I don't know who I am. And you just said a couple of minutes ago that um, that during meditation and prayer time, we know God better. And I realized at that point, to know God better is to know ourselves met- better because we know we're made by someone who's perfect. And so it just sheds light on who we are and gives us value. Right. So I, I love that part about this. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know me. I like to talk. I can keep going about really? this. But I'm, I'm looking at the clock and thinking, all right, we need to let these people go <laughs> back to whatever they're doing at some point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin in that for right there. We'll come back and talk. But first, I want to play our song of the week. And Bev brought this song. This is a song called Sparrows by Corey Asbury. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds of that, and we'll be back on the other side to tell you what we think and to keep talking more about Step 11. So here's Corey Asbury with Sparrows. The sparrows not worried about tomorrow, oh, the troubles to come. The lilies not thinking about the seasons, the drought or the flood. The tree that's planted by the water isn't phased by the fire. 
Corey Asbury with Sparrows. Bev, tell me about uh, your thoughts on this song. The first time I heard this, I just, I love the groove of it. You just can hardly hear it and not move your body. Um, but I love that second stanza, I think it is, where it says, um, a heart that's planted in forgiveness doesn't dwell in the past, so why should I be? Mm-hmm. Um, because I do struggle with worry and anxiety, I know that when I get into that place where I'm stuck in that rut, it's usually because I'm stuck in the past. Uh, I'm looking back. Um, the only other time is when I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the best place for me to be is in today. But um, I just, I can imagine, sometimes, you know, I think about our, our grandkids and the two grandkids that are coming this year. And I watch as either I'm holding them when they're tiny little infants or the parents are holding them and just that relaxation that that baby has, that trust that comes when they're they're just, they're not caring about whether they're going to be dropped. They know they're secure. And um, I try to picture myself in God's arms like that, just trusting him, not grasping onto him like I think he's going to let go any second. But sometimes I live like that that I, I feel like, you know, maybe God is going to forget me for a second or put me down or drop me. And this song just reassures me that he takes better care of me than anybody, even better than you, because mm-hmm. you take really good care of me, Paul. But um, And then the other part is that he knows what I need before I ask a thing. Just if you meditate on that concept for a minute, that he knows that before it even crosses our minds, that's a pretty pretty good insurance policy right there. I love that thought. So those are the ones that, that, um, that really speak to me about this song. Yeah. And I know that, um, the, you know, this is from Matthew six twenty six that talks about, you know, God taking care of the sparrows. And I remember that, um, when I was coaching, we were, playing a game against a team that had just really skull thumped us uh, previously and the team was nervous about going in and I I took this verse to them and yes this was in a public school not a private school and I read a bible verse to them and nobody went to jail so um, take your conspiracy theories about that and flush them down the toilet (laughs) you can do it and it it can work Uh, but that idea has always been with me that I don't need to worry about these things and and that that forgiveness it's a great re- eraser of resentment mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't change the past forgiving mm-hmm. doesn't change it's not forgive and forget it's forgive and don't keep bringing it up because mm-hmm. we remember that it happens and we we allow those things to become a positive source in our lives but we forgive the ill will and the intent or maybe the, the, you know, unintentional stuff, but we forgive the harm. We allow that to subside. The wave comes up, crashes on the ocean, then it washes away. It leaves damage, but it washes away and that wave is gone there and we don't need to keep on looking for that wave. Other waves may come, but we don't need to look for that wave because it's gone. And that's, 
that's what forgiveness is for me is the wave going back out and, and just getting lost in the ocean amongst all the rest of stuff. And I know that God is, is dealing with everything so I don't have to. And how many sleepless nights that I spend yeah. before I figured this out where I was trying to solve the world's problems with the committee in my mind and taking ownership for things that I had no, I, I couldn't even afford the rent on it, much less the ownership yeah, of right. it. And I'm trying to be in charge of this, that, or the other thing and manipulate people. And, you know, one of my greatest memories of, and, and fondest memories, my, my biggest learning in recovery is doing my very first step study. And lesson one, question one, what do you have control <laughs> over? And I had this list of things because I had control. And then I realized nothing, just my yes. reaction to how things come. My response is what I've got control over. And nobody can make me do anything. I just have to be willing to deal with the consequences of whatever choice I make. And uh, like it says in that same verse that you called out there, Bev, the sun's not worried about the winter because soon it will pass. The light's not thinking about the darkness or the shadow it casts. It's let those people who are doing their thing do their thing. And I might not like it, but hey, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. social media can be an ugly place, but by golly, I can just unfollow oh, a person absolutely. or block them yeah. when they start getting, uh, you know, to where they're besmirching people. <laughs> I can just push unfollow block, you know, and, and I don't have to be part of it. I can't stop them. Right. And I'm not going to change their mind. I, all I can do is just, you know, let it go and, and, and move on, which is great. And that fits in with, with this step of, of, you know, just finding that will of God. And was there anything else you wanted to say about the song? Well, I just, I think that what I hear through the song and what I hear in this, in the step is this is the, uh, blueprint for peace. Mm. This is the way you find peace. If, and if why you, wouldn't I want that? Exactly. I know it's what I need every day, 25 times a day. And, um, you and I were listening to a, uh, uh, shoot, what am I? Uh, Podcast? devotional devotional okay. the other day and the gentleman was talking about uh how he was watching at that point he had a videotape of a football game and mm -hmm. uh he said he was watching the it, when, when he watched the video uh, i'm sorry when he watched the football game for the first time he was really nervous and like sitting on the edge of his chair his team was losing it was down to the fourth quarter close to the end and he's like biting his nails and he didn't know where it was going to go he thought they were going to lose for sure and then all of a sudden bam they got that that one run and scored that touchdown and won the game and he said going back and looking at it now he watches that videotape over and over and over and over and now he just sits and watches it in his living room and he's like got a bowl of popcorn or a soda or whatever and he's like okay i got this you know because yeah. he knows how it's going to end and Man, that spoke to me. And we've read the book. Yes. And we know how it's going to end. Yes. Yeah. So all the freak outness that I do is just for nothing, you know, because yeah. God's got me. Well, and I try to apply a five-year rule to it. And I think, all right, five years ago, what was going on in my life? Ah, <laughs> mm, don't really remember. I mean, I might get a little, you know, notice from social media. Hey, five years ago, this is what you were doing. <laughs> but I don't remember those things. A lot of times, you know, one year ago, it's like, I don't remember what was... So I'm, I'm, I'm losing sleep. I'm not able to eat. I'm gnashing my teeth. I'm, I'm short and 
curse with friends and family. For what? Why? I mean, it's Inauguration Day today. And four years ago, one side was inaugurating their person as president and in victory. And the other side was bemoaning this is the end of the world. And now today, the other side mm. is inaugurating their person. And one side is saying it's great. And the other ones are saying it's the end of the world as we know it. And in four years, guess what we're going to be doing? Inaugurating a president. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we don't need to spend all that time worrying. So what I want to do with the last little bit here of our uh, podcast is I want to look at the verse that goes with this uh, step that says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And I love the fact that it's dwelling. Mm-hmm. It's not visiting, it's mm-hmm. dwelling. Mm-hmm. And it's richly. It's not It's not a humble servant in the corner just waiting for a scrap of bread to fall off the master's table. Right. It's dwelling richly. It's It's got the run of the house and it's got its feet up. And when... When I know that a person is comfortable, it makes everything comfortable. We don't have to put on airs. I don't have to pretend. And if I've got the word of Christ dwelling in me that way and just being rich in my life, it's going to show. You yes. can't jump in a pool right. without getting wet. Right. And if I'm in the word of Christ and it's dwelling in me and it's rich, that's going to spill out on people. Um. It's, it's not something they're going to be able to easily avoid. We were walking today. We went to go give blood and I was walking out to the, they were doing it in little vans outside and the nurse was taking me out there and geese are in town for winter. (laughs) And I saw her trying to navigate around all of the goose bombs on the the (laughs) sidewalk and you can't miss them all. And she was trying but there was enough of that goose stuff out there that it was getting on her shoes on the bottom. And that's just the way it was going to be. I want to be that way with the word of Christ, that people can't walk near me without getting it on their shoes. Mm-hmm. That I want, And I don't want mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, miss it. I, I want it to be like, you know, you're going to have to wade in knee deep, jump off the boat and get to shore if you want. But you're going through some Christ. Mm-hmm. What? How does the word of Christ dwell richly in you, Bev? What does that look like? What is there a way that you can identify, yeah, this is the word of Christ dwelling in me richly? I do. And uh, my dad and I were just having this conversation uh, yesterday. And once again, uh, we were thinking about my mom. Uh, We're coming up on a year ago that she passed away in March. And my dad was saying, you know, Everybody that I knew loved my mom, mm-hmm. his wife, uh, Betty. And he said, actually, when I look back on it, I can't think of anybody that didn't love her. And we were wondering why that was. And then we both said at the same time, it's because she loved everybody. Yes. Loved everybody. And I'm humbled by the fact that I've been told that before. And I I don't know that I see that. I have a hard time talking about myself, but I've been told that before that I have the capability of loving everyone. And I think that's how God dwells in me and manifests himself is that he gives me a a love for people 
that just, um, I don't understand, but I know when I get off track, because God reminds me, he whispers in my ear, love them like I love them, which is sometimes hard. But so that's where I think that the word of God is connected to the scripture that says that God is love. So if it's not coming from a place of love, I don't want to say it. I don't want to act on it. I don't want to feel it. I just want to experience that love and pass it on. So Yeah. And for me, I think about there's so many different examples that I could offer. And the one that I want to share is that people keep talking about when is Celebrate Recovery coming back? Yeah. You know, we're doing this pandemic and and in our town, our numbers are you know, climbing right now. So we've been erring on the side of caution and um, not meeting in person and just thinking to ourselves, well, when is this going to end? And people are telling me, I need this. And what that means is I have been faithful in my call yes. to ministry to present this and that people have found it and it's made a difference in their lives. When I see people sober, when I see people walking a straighter, more narrow path. I I take joy in knowing that I was running around like a guy with a sniper rifle trained on him <laughs> and trying to avoid it, you know, just zigzagging everywhere. And I've been able to straighten out my walk enough that people have been able to follow my path. No, that wasn't that you did it. You allowed God to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I stopped right. doing my thing and started right. doing his thing. Yeah. Right. I, I did this 11th step and prayed and meditated and, and looked for his will in my life instead of my will. My will in my life is more TV, more sports, more donuts. You know, <laughs> that's that's my will. Um, and God's will for me is, you know, that I go and reach people for him. Yeah. Can I make a confession? That is that uh, Yes. <laughs> within this last year is the very first time in my life that I've started reading my Bible every single day. And that's been going on probably since we got back from Nashville uh, after my mom passed. And I really used to resent people who would say, you know, when, when I would say things are just not going great in my life right now. And then the first question they would ask me is, well, how's your relationship with Jesus? You know, do you do your devotions every day? And I would like, uh, I gotta go. I'll see you later. You know, my phone is ringing or whatever. I would try to just get around that question. But now I see that it really is the answer to that. That daily walk, it is really making my life, it's allowing God to dwell in me richly, I feel like. It is essential. And um, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying it really has made a difference in my life. And now I'm the one saying, hey, have you talked to Jesus yeah. today? You know, yeah. have you read your Bible? Because it's important and it will yeah. change your life. So I challenge you. And I know for me, when I'm allowing that to happen, when I'm allowing God to dwell richly in me, my number one marker for that is I go to sleep at night. Mm. I just, I go to bed and I, mm. I go to sleep. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I don't fall right asleep because I'm not quite tired because I'm a bit of a night owl. But I'm not laying there thinking and solving problems and mm. worrying all night long and mm. not being able to sleep and waking up with that same problem that I went to sleep with. I'm just like, cool. 
because know? he takes good care of me. Because he takes good care right. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't besmirch me, so why nope. should I besmirch nope. him? Yeah. Bonus points, Paul Pippen. Absolutely. We're we're working on it here. Uh, well, hey, uh, this has been really fun. We're going to be back next week with our wrap-up with this uh, 12-step series to talk about step number 12. And uh, I'm just really super excited. Thank you for being here, Bev, and doing this with me. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. And uh, thank you, people, for considering um, helping out in any way you can. Remember, just it's as easy as reposting on social media mm-hmm. to get more people to listen to the show. And if you really want to take that extra step, you can dive in and become a patron. Really, really, really appreciate our patrons who are taking care of these things for us. We should all keep safe out there. Keep washing hands and, and wearing masks and all that. I heard a person today talking about the uh, you know fatigue that people have over COVID. And it's been almost a year now. And people are just sick and tired of wearing masks. And they're not going to do it anymore. And sick and tired of all this stuff. And uh, I get that. And I'm not really pleased with it. But man, World War II went for years. And people were still supporting and fighting and, and conserving and doing what they could for other people. And after 9-11... We didn't say, oh, I'm tired of being patriotic. Um, it just takes too much time for me to do this. So uh, we can save lives just by, mm-hmm. by wearing a mask. And, and if it's uncomfortable for you, well, then don't go out. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not that big of a, a sacrifice to make. Other people are making much bigger sacrifices for us. So um, I just encourage you to put that mask on and um, smile at people behind the mask. It's always fun. Uh, but uh, I want to have you safe and sound, so I guess that's my soapbox for now. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.